Well, during these times of no live sport at the moment, we wanted to uh, bring a bit of fun and reminisce about those good old times and really dive into some of our favourite moments in sport ever, the greatest in history. And for cricket fans, well, it's hard to go past this one. First ball in Test cricket in England for Shane Warne. And he's done it. He started off with the most beautiful delivery. Gatting has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, the call was quite subdued, Wasn't I think, it? for such a massive moment. 93, Old Trafford, uh, Shane Warne bowling to Mike Gatting in Warney's first ball in Test Match Cricket. Welcome to the show, um, Warney. Great to have you on. Do you get sick of hearing about that? Uh, good morning, Emma. No, look, it's um, something that changed my life and um, was pretty amazing time and it was pretty special so no I never get sick of it no play it again <laughs> Warnie, do you, would you say that was your, your best ball that you ever bowled I mean it's hard to say because you've bowled so many balls but that one did that surprise you how good that came out especially being your first delivery in an Ashes match yeah it was well it was amazing because I never ever did it again so, <laughs> you know I, I never did something like that again so you know for your first ever ball in Ashes series and the build-up of, you know, growing up as a kid watching all the Ashes series, being involved in your first ever Ashes series, bowling to the best player of spin in the opposition. You've got Graham Gooch staring at you at the non-striker's end. Um, you're standing at the top of your mark about to bowl your first ball and to bowl, you know, what every leg spinner wants to do, bowl a perfect leg break. First ball, it was... Um, yeah, it was pretty pretty amazing. So yeah, I wish I I wish I had done it a few more times. <laughs> I remember where I was that night. Do you? I, yes, I do. That was so clear for me. I was a young leggy at the time, and I was watching you every. Oh, every here movement. we go. Here we go. Uh, Warning, I mean, I don't want to take the conversation away from the greatest spin Go on, But that, it was such a, uh, a a memorable event uh, for me. What? Tell us about the thirty seconds after warning. So what? You know, heels is going nuts behind the stumps. All the boys come in. What is the conversation right at that moment? Well, it was quite it was interesting because it was the first ever series that you had the big screens at cricket grounds. Yep. So it was 1993, and I think it was the Citron big screen at the cricket grounds. They sort of temporarily just wheeled them in. And um, and we sort of were – Heels goes, that was pretty good. I said, oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> and um, he goes, let's check it out. I said, what? He said, yeah, let's have a look. So we were looking up on the big screen, and we watched it, and I went – Oh shit! Oh, I mean, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was bloody good. And um, that was yeah. So it was one of those things that um, I suppose when you get back into the change room and you're sort of sitting around, then after day's play, you know the TV's on in the background or whatever, and it's, it's just on. It just kept replaying. Everyone just kept replaying it all the time. And you, so the more times you watched it, it sort of got better. And yes. yeah, so yeah, it was. A, but that was it. Really did change my life that because suddenly in England. Everywhere we went then, because that was the first test, and we used to play six tests, and it was six months tour uh, to England. It was never not like now, where it's only mm. six weeks or five or six weeks. It was six months, and so everywhere we went, and we used to play two tour games in between test matches. So you'd finish your wow. test match, get on the bus, go and play a tour game, then another tour game, then go to the next test and keep playing. So everywhere we went, everyone was these the English press was interested in what I was doing. Away from cricket. So I was, it was the first time at 23 years of age I was exposed to 20, 30 photographers following me around everywhere I went, 
stuffing my face with hot chips or having a beer at the pub or <laughs> whatever I was doing. It was suddenly in the papers and you'd pick up the papers and say, 10 things you didn't know about Shane Warren. I was looking at it going, shit, I didn't know that about myself either. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's when so Warney started of... getting recognised, Jay-Z. <laughs> that's when it all started for Warney. Shane, what about the other memorable moment for me? And we'll take a listen to this. Boxing Day 2006, 90,000 people. Yep. Let's play the audio. Bit more life in that commentary. Uh, where does that one rate for you, Warney? How does that one sit? We get seven hundred on Boxing Day of all places. Yeah, it, it, you know, I had a good scriptwriter most of my uh, career because you know, to I'd retired from international cricket uh, at the MCG just before Christmas, and it was the last time I was ever going to play at the MCG in front of my family and my friends because there was nothing like a home Test match, and you know, with having my children there and seeing the build-up, being on 699 wickets, about to play your last ever test match in front of your kids and 90,000 of your closest friends. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those moments that was pretty special. You know, it was really, really special to be able to do that. It's such a great time of year. It's Christmas, everyone's happy, you've got your family and all that. And then the Boxing Day test match is the biggest day of the sporting calendar for cricket uh, in Australia. So... Yeah, it was pretty amazing to do it on Boxing Day in front of uh, so many people. And that noise was still the loudest roar I've ever heard when I played. Yeah. So I was, was going to ask, um, Wayne, did you have adrenaline there? Because it looked like the way you celebrated. You must have had a shot of adrenaline or something run through the body at that moment. Yeah, it's it's you never plan a celebration because you, you don't know. The situation of the game generally dictates how, you know, if, if you're right on top and doing really well, you don't really celebrate that well. It's like, yep, okay, it's, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But when things aren't going that well or it's something special or you know it's uh, something that's happened that's pretty good, it sort of brings out the best in you and suddenly you just have this eruption of happiness and adrenaline and everything and, you know, I end up running around. I don't know what I was doing, but it, I just, just kept running around. <laughs> and it doesn't end, matter. It's... It was the furthest I'd ever run, so I had to <laughs> catch my breath. Our special guest this morning is the king of spin, Shane Warne, who we've been going through some of his career highlights as we reminisce about some of our favourite cricket moments over the year. We've talked uh, about the Gadding Ball. We've talked about the 700th wicket at the MCG. But, Warney, any other highlights in your mind that I, I guess sit at the top for maybe a different reason to those other two? Yeah, look, I was I was lucky enough to play in an era of Australian cricket that was pretty special. You know, we had, you know, the early 90s to sort of that 95 those sort of five years there when we had all the old guys, I was the first young guy into that side. So, I, you know, there's a couple of the highlights for me personally, um, away from the team stuff, was one was my, when I first walked out onto the SCG, my first test match, and walking out to bat and looking up on the scoreboard and saying, it said, congratulations, Shane Warne, you're the 350th test cricketer to play for Australia. Mm. Yeah. And I thought, you know, as I was walking out, I thought, geez, that's not many. Mm-hmm. Only 350 yeah. people over 100 and, you know, 100 odd years and more have only, only had 300 odd players to play cricket for Australia. I thought, geez, I was sort of lucky and no one could ever take that away from me. So that was sort of a, a special highlight because I never thought I was good mm. enough to play for Australia in international cricket. So that was one. And another one was the 92 Boxing Day Test match against the West Indies. I, um, I'd struggled for the first 18 months or so in international cricket. I'd been dropped a couple of times. I hadn't really delivered it at all. 
and I'm, we're playing against the West Indies, the, the best side in the world. I hadn't lost a series for 15 years. And the West Indies needed, I can't remember exactly, it was 300 and something to win on the last day, and they were cruising. They were, you know, they're only one wicket down for, say, 90 or 100 or something, and it was just before lunch. And Alan Border threw me the ball. And you know what it's like when you first play mm. at top level, you, you never really want to take a risk. You just mm. want to not make a mistake and not embarrass yourself. So you do everything pretty cautiously. And then as you sort of start to play a bit more, you take a few more risks and then you prepare to back yourself a bit more. And, and so this was, this was a situation where I'd been written off. I, I didn't really believe I was good enough. And then suddenly the situation of the game dictated we needed a wicket. And Alan Border threw me the ball to take a wicket. And I, I set Richie Richardson up for a flipper. Mm. And yeah. I thought, I'm going to try and land this. I'm going to try one. So I set him up for it, then I bowled it, and I landed it, and it bowled him. And it bowled Richie Richardson. And then I went on to take seven for 52 oh. in that test match. Yeah. And so that was the first time I actually believed that I was good enough at that level. And that was so that meant a lot to me. And then from then on, you know, things were pretty good because once you believe you're good yeah. enough for that level, you can, you can always, achieve yeah, some pretty special things. And the flip of the one that, that keeps um, straight and low. That was great. I love yeah. the, the hang off every word then, Warnie. But one thing I've always wanted to know, I remember being sort of going to cricket training in October, every year, back page of the Herald Sun. Australian spin king Shane Warne is prepared to unleash a devastating new mystery ball on the Atlas <laughs> Sri Lankan batting order. Uh, that was the first par. And then we'd be at the back of the nets. Oh, here, Warnie's got a new ball. Warnie's got a Oh, this, does this put bands and top spinners that go the other way? What does he go underground? What does he Did you ever have the mystery ball or did you do it just to completely scare the crap out of the poor Sri Lankans or the Kiwis or whoever it was? Was it all just a big ploy, Warnie? Well, uh, I only ever came up with one new delivery because there's only so many things you can do as a yeah. leg spinner. But I used to say all that sort of stuff because <laughs> people say, what a load of rubbish. And then suddenly you'd bowl a delivery and it'd have natural variation. There was something that would go straight when yeah. you're meant to bowl at a leg break and that's like, well, hang on. That was the one. <laughs> be a leg he's break. a genius. Oh, the zip stuff. Hang on, he's got, something, he's got a new one. So I'd say, yeah, it was the Zuda or something like that. <laughs> Very clever. So I, I used they used to go up with one, but only once when I played county cricket for Hampshire in the year 2000, they used a diff- they used a Duke ball, and that's the one we used to use in the Ashes series. But playing county cricket in April was it was freezing cold, and it used to rain. So there's a lot of you'd play cricket and drizzle, and the ball would get wet. So it was hard to bowl proper leg breaks, mm. and and the lacquer on the ball was hard to grip when it got wet, so or damp. So I, I tried to bowl it. Um, I came up with this new straight ball, which I end up calling the slider, which is actually true. Um, and that was just because of the lacquer and mucking around with a ball and just trying to experiment how to bowl a different straight one so I could get some grip on the ball. And I came up with this straight one. So that for the last sort of you know, 10, 12 years of my career, I, I used that one. Yeah, very good. And Warnie, before we let you go, mate, we've got to ask about ISO life. We're all in it. But for you, no cricket, no footy, no poker, mm. no golf. <laughs> And should be no visitors. What are you doing? What are you doing in, in isolation, mate, sure. to get through it? Well, you can tick uh, all the above, uh, Joey, if you're right, doing the right thing. Uh, well, I've, because that's my life, all that stuff. Yeah, that is your life. Uh, the footy's been great watching the top 50-50. I've been watching that and AFL Live on Fox Sports. That's been awesome. I've loved that. Um, I love watching the 89 grand final and I love watching last night's yeah, game. The 94. 94. Yeah, I watched it too. Round seven. It was a beauty. Um, the golf I'm really missing. Um, mm. 
and I was lucky enough. I put when this first sort of started a month ago, I thought, you know what, I think we could be in this for a while. So I removed everything from my lounge and put a golf simulator in there. Smart, yeah. Of course you did. Smart. It's got, <laughs> it's it's got 1,500 courses. So I'm about, up to about 110, so I've still got another 1,400 to go. <laughs> so I hope we're in here for another six months or something in isolation. It'll be good. And, Morning, I'll follow you on Twitter, and I noticed last night that you dropped your favourite St Kilda players of all time. Lockett, yep. Keogh, Rui, Hamill, Bakes, Hayes, Milne, Barks, and Spud. Now, controversial to leave out our man, of course. Must Lee. have been 11th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Montagna. But what about Banger Harvey? That sort of lit up last night on the social media. You sort of, you got oh. something. What happened with... Um, oh, brain yes. fade. Oh, oh half. Oh, no. Oh. And half. And Joey. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, was, I was messaging Rui and I said, look, I'll leave Joey up because I'm speaking to him on the radio tomorrow, so I'm sure he'll bring it up if I leave him off. <laughs> no. That was the plan for that Very one. Good. So Joey was also all, always one of the best. Uh, and half. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> a blinder to miss that one. Yep. Hey, oh, so yeah. great to catch up, mate. Yeah. Um, really appreciate your time this morning and reminiscing about some of your career highlights. Um, as Jay said, you could sit here and listen to you talk about uh, your career for hours on end, but we really appreciate your time this morning and good luck with the other four. What was it, 1,400 golf courses <laughs> that you got to play at home? No, nah, thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. Good on your morning. Thanks, mate.